to Free Therapy, episode 30. Special guest Cooper Gonzalez is back. Good friend from high school. And of course, from church, that's where we met. And we'll be talking about that topic today, church, religion, um, exciting stuff. So stay tuned. Welcome to the show, Cooper. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we can get back together again. Yeah, virtually right uh yeah that's annoying when like teachers say that i hear that stuff too much so <laughs> fine but... over the phone <laughs> <laughs> that's better there you go so yeah i mean we both grew up in church right yeah that's what uh was, let's just let's talk about your experience first i'll talk about mine after i mean how did you feel growing up going to church with your family what was religion did that play a role big role for you i as a kid i really liked it growing up um it was my being homeschooled was my social hour so that's where my friends were that's where i got to meet everyone um you got to play games when you're a kid you got to sing songs kind of just do all that yeah father abraham that was uh that was my favorite i could probably still recite that but you know just doing arts and crafts and the teachers are really nice and a lot of people you know i grew up with them and i would see them every sunday and wednesday so they became like you know church family um i definitely if you you know look past all like the theatrics of it and all the people and everything like i definitely did not have a good understanding of i mean i it's basically like you know all the material just because you heard it so often you can just recite it back but you don't actually put it to heart you know you don't actually apply it to your life and really start pursuing it in your own you just kind of like go through the motions and it was really evident towards when i got to be like i would say in high school and more of like a older and like a young adult i definitely did not ever really kind of i thought i did and i may have kind of bounced back and forth maybe like a month or a week of been more taking it serious and then i just kind of fell back to not taking it serious or Knowing it's serious and pretending like it's serious, but being like, yeah, I don't really want to take it serious personally. Yeah. Well, why do you think, uh, why do you think you don't take it seriously? I mean, you grow up, you go to church twice a week, right? Yeah. So why, why isn't there like that deep interest where you actually want to like live out what you're learning rather than, as you said, just go through the motions? Um, I think when I was younger, I definitely um, was um, like living, growing up always in it. You're always surrounded by it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of my theory of just, are you attracted to things that you don't know? Like trying new things. Like I wanted to try new things growing up. Uh, I didn't want to try all the old things I've been doing and the old things I was doing was just, you know, the same routine. Like I wanted to break a routine. I wanted to meet people that weren't Christians. I wanted to do things other than go to church on Sunday, um, do things other than go to church on Wednesday. Because I didn't really know what other people did until I started playing sports and realizing that other kids don't go to church every Sunday and Wednesday. They actually hang out with each other on Wednesdays. And I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool. Or, you know, I'd always leave football practice early on Wednesday night so I could go to church. And I always thought it was weird. I kind of liked it because I didn't really like practicing but i started to realize i was like all these kids are just staying back just not really ever never gone to church before i was like what's that like um but i I did enjoy just 
and seeing the same friends, kind of getting that social, because you get a very, very different social group when you're at church than you do. Yeah, a bunch of weirdos, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> including I mean, us, including me. <laughs> I was definitely super weird. I definitely feel like they embrace more weirder people. I've definitely experienced more stranger individuals there but also i've i mean when i go to public school i've also seen very very strange people you know right. so it, and i think it's strange to some people in the fact that like what do they do on the weekends they don't drink they don't smoke they don't go to a bar they don't you know the kids just kind of hang out they don't watch movies that are r-rated you know just each family was different but seeing just different kids and different families and how they interacted with, you know, and how perceived God and took God and applied him to their life. Um, interesting because some families would be very, very strict. Some families wouldn't really care. And you're like, oh, are these people even Christians? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, I know. I remember, I mean, we what smoked weed with a couple of kids from church. Oh, yeah. Multiple kids. I mean, yeah, I mean, smoked weed, go to youth group or um I don't think I've really drank and gone to youth group, but just drinking with your youth group friends on the weekends. You know, every kid kind of had their vice, but I think some some kids made it out without struggling. I don't know. How did you perceive church growing up? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, the social aspect was nice because I was homeschooled, and the other church kids, the weird kids, they were homeschooled too. So, I mean, that's kind of how I think my parents got the idea was from other people at church who were like homeschooling their kids. And they're like, you know, you need to homeschool your kids too, keep them out of public school where like Satan is and they'll learn like the things of the world and be exposed to sin and evil things, you know, you need to keep them home and learn about Jesus, go to church with you. You know, part of your homeschooling curriculum can be whatever Christian or books or the Bible or whatever you want your kids to learn. But, I mean, as you said, like, you kind of go through the motions because you, you start with you start young. So you know what it looks like to pray, read your Bible, you know, what you need to do at church, how you need to talk to people how you need to dress, um, singing, just, it just becomes a routine because I, I like to call it like church culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you adapt to the norms when you're there because it is a social setting, obviously. And, you know, one thing that I've always noticed was how people act at church versus not at church. The, appearance obviously of some type of oh I'm, I'm a christian i do this and i don't do these things and you want to it, it might even just be subconscious just because it's natural just because you learned it from the culture at church yeah you know so it's just interesting because then like church is on sunday you get out at noon you go home and you watch the football game the packers whatever And, you know, sometimes you have church people over and, you know, they're just making jokes. They're, they're taking off the tie, taking off the suit, you know, just talking about normal things. And it's kind of like you forget about 
whatever you did at church because people are different or even with my friends their kids like their parents and their parents would just be yelling at them like when I'd go with my friends to church we'd get in the door and like everyone's happy all smiles you know that's the big thing I noticed it's just such a routine that you don't need to believe in it or not like you're you're not really sure if you believe it for yourself or not because you've never been exposed or put in a situation where you're not going to church that's yeah how i felt where do i know this to be true do i actually believe this well how am i going to test that if i have to go to church i have to read the bible i have to pray because my family does and I'm not old enough to decide for myself. So definitely interesting, but yeah. And as you said, uh, with high school, you know, getting to high school, my parents kind of relaxed a bit, especially since I wasn't homeschooled anymore and let me be a little more independent. And at that point, you know, not immediately, but kind of, I just realized I didn't really, want to keep going to church that much it was boring to be honest and i'd rather just do other things and explore and try things that weren't necessarily allowed because i was you know christian i guess would you say it's the church that made you bored or did was it like just church in general or like a specific church just the churches we went to i mean they were baptist and their routine was like You'd get up early on a Sunday, a weekend. Your parents go to church early because they're involved. And you sit through an hour of Sunday school, which is boring. And they talk about things you've heard since you were four. Lessons like, I remember there's always these lessons where there's like a, a twist, right? Like a answer at the end. But I always knew it because like they always did the same twist. Like... Jesus is the answer, you know, type stuff. So, and then after that, you sit through another hour of preaching where there's no presentation, there's no PowerPoint, you know, there's just a dude speaking. And I didn't take notes. I Sometimes I fell asleep. Otherwise, I would just, when I got a phone, I'd play on my phone. But before that, I just wouldn't pay attention because it was so boring. So that's my experience. Yeah, I noticed growing up, being able to, you know, when I was a little kid, I would sit in the service at night. They didn't have like a kid's group. So oh, the night service was even more boring. than the Those morning. were tough. Those were very <laughs> tough to get through. And I remember um, falling asleep to the voice of my pastor. Yeah. And I think as I grow older, I kind of just, you know, the same voice, the same routine. I always would fall asleep. But then it wasn't I wasn't allowed to fall asleep as I got older. But I started just daydreaming and kind of just going off in the distance, not really listening. And then, you know, he'd say something that's not talking about the Bible and I just snap back into it. And I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? But um, I noticed it's like a lot of preaching and it's tough to get everyone's understanding and know everyone's understanding from like a um, pastor's standpoint or a preacher's standpoint. Because you got, you know, a 90 year old and a nine year old, you know, in the same audience. Yeah. And it's tough to balance the two, but I definitely had a hard time understanding 
a lot of it. You know, they use words like protoevangelium or like uh, these massive words. And I'm like, what are these Hebrew words? And they're like, this is the translation, but it doesn't mean this. Always wondered why they did that. Because I'm like, does is that like important for us to really know, bro? But yeah, they they thought it was cool. So they did it, you know. And I noticed as like kind of growing up going on, you know, stepping back and not going to church for a long time. Um, I was very angry at the church. Um, I thought I was angry at God, but I realized I'm just angry at the church and the people that pretend to be, you know, all these wise, knowledgeable people about God that try and tell you, you know, who God is. And then they don't even know. And they're kind of just a false teacher. Yeah. So I get mad at them. It's basically, you know, you get mad at the tradition over what the Bible actually says. Um, I was really mad. I know for people that, you know, certain translations of the Bible they thought were the best, you know, they wouldn't accept other translations. And I'm like, that's like stupid, you know, especially since. Yeah, they, they, they held on to traditions more than what God actually says. Well, and it's exactly. They like put, they start make kind of creating their own Bible or their own sets, you know, like this is the Bible and then let's build our own thing here. And so I don't really care too much about den- like denominations. Right. You know, it doesn't like you could be a Muslim. You could go to a Muslim church and like not. I don't. It's kind of the opposite. But like and still believe in God and like worship him. I would have many, many questions for you. But, you know, denomination denominations really don't matter. You know, so I tell like my a couple people, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to a Jewish church. I'm like, are you Jewish? I'm like, no, like, you don't have to be Jewish. You can go to a Jewish church like. I don't even really consider like, like people ask me what my parents' church went to, and I was like, uh, Baptist. So you're Baptist? No, I'm not a Baptist. They just went to a Baptist church. Yeah, my parents are Baptist because I don't know why. You know that just made yeah. sense to them. So, and I noticed a lot of kids would say like, "Oh, they're Catholic." You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of Catholicism really just wraps around a lot. Like, "Oh, they're Catholic." Okay, they go to Catholic church. They believe in Catholicism. They get um what's that thing at the age of a younger age i confirmed but uh i definitely noticed a lot of like older people from the church when i was growing up you know nope some people one couple didn't want drums they hated drums another couple did not like electric guitars and another couple wanted um the king james version of the bible that translation was the holy bible to them like any other translation was just wrong and sinful well yep King James translated that Bible just so he could get a divorce, you know? So that translation isn't from God, from King James himself, who wanted to fit his divorce into the Bible and not make him look so bad because the Bible spoke out in a certain way. I'm not going to say it spoke out against right. it. I know. Plus, it plus it's a English translation, which is, you know, very narrow minded in my opinion thinking yeah only an english translation would be the correct one which exactly and i just goofy it goes back to that hebrew you know i understand why they would learn hebrew because that was one of the original languages of the bible but mm-hmm. you know they start kind of they start speaking in this hebrew language i'm like is this like are we is this foreign language 101 or is this uh you know what am i learning here right and that could just be my short attention span but i definitely noticed when i was probably 20 or 21 probably about a year ago i really started to kind of okay 
identify that I'm not mad at God. I'm mad at the church. I'm mad at these people that claim to be these, you know, Bible thumpers that tell me how to live. And they're not necessarily hypocritical, but they're, they're not. They basically say the Bible says this when the Bible doesn't say that. Just they want to say that. And they believe that. So they want the Bible to agree with them. Or they want, yeah, to make their write yeah. their own Bible in a way. They, they want you to live how they think you should live based on their own beliefs and interpretations, which has always been something I've liked to talk about. It's like, why do you care so much if I follow all the rules that you do? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's obviously, I think, good to care about other people in the church and how they're doing, but ultimately it's not up to you what they do. So Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be so like judgmental or negative towards someone if they're not doing what you think they should be doing. And I mean, I agree. And I remember I was 16 years old and I got, I had my ears pierced Mm -hmm. because why not a bunch of people at school had them pierced. And I was like, I want my ears pierced. And so I had them pierced. And then a guy from church came up to me and he just walked up to me and he looked at me and he's probably about say 35 when he said this to me and he looks at me, points to both my ears. And he's like, I pray that those get infected (laughs) and walked away. And I was like, that's a traumatic, that's a, that's just such a scarring experience, bro. But I mean, I mean, I I didn't like, I kind of like didn't take it to heart at first, but then after a while I was like, what kind of like game plan was that to like, help out a kid that's trying you know i mean like a 16 year old might be taking steps in the wrong direction away from god and you go up to him and you're like i pray that god infects your ears like i don't think that's an effective way of um evangelizing yeah mr mr steve taylor huh i think maybe yeah no i always (laughs) i always remember that story because i always talk to other people about this story like i'm like yeah they like my church was so judgmental this my friend got his ears pierced and people were coming up to him like hating on his lifestyle you know oh man you should have seen what people looked at me and when they saw i had my nose ring (laughs) i i don't recall a specific event what i mean i don't i think people kind of just knew that they're like oh he's going backwards he's he's worshiping the devil and like, yeah, I was in a rough, rough place back then. And I had no, like, there was nothing in my life that I cared really about God. And which is very sad to say now, but um, they, <laughs> I think people just kind of started to kind of distance themselves away from me. Uh, didn't really want to kind of treated me as like, oh, he's like an unbeliever, which I probably was at the time. I think I am. I was at the time. Yeah, I definitely would say now. That's kind of, that's honestly like the worst response they could have done mm-hmm. because I mean, you're still a part of the church and you know, what is, what does Jesus say? He says he came not to heal those, the healthy, right? He came to save those the sinners, right? Yeah. It's like a doctor doesn't, become a doctor to heal people who are healthy they 
they come to heal the sick. So I yeah. feel like that's the same calling for Christians. I mean, if you identify with Jesus, like you should be reaching out and trying to support and, you know, care about people rather than push them away by, you know, being judgmental or trying not to interact with them because you think their lifestyle is not up to your holy standard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, you want, you don't accept, you don't accept what they are doing is right, Mm -hmm. but you do accept, I mean, you do want to still show them love and you still want to, you know, be their friend, but you know, you, it's like, like the doctor example, you know, the doctor is going to help sick people or help, you know, someone get better. If they have a drinking problem, he's going to help them get better, but he's not going to go out and be drinking with the person. You know, he's, he kind of stays his role of just helping rather than um encouraging and going along with the problem. Right. That's true. I mean, Jesus didn't become a sinner, but he also didn't shy away from hanging out with sinners. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like he was right where they all lived. He was right in the midst of all of them, mm-hmm. chilling with them. And, you know, people, the Pharisees, whatever, are like, bro, you shouldn't really be hanging out there with those people. Like, you hang out with tax collectors and eat dinner with them. And, like, that's just, <laughs> that's nasty, bro. Yeah. Well, I think, like, just even looking back at a, the whole is like just going to church throughout all like from I would say zero until 18 um, and then stepping away and probably I just started going back recently and just kind of started to find my own church on my own rather than just kind of what other people and my parents say but I don't I wouldn't tie myself down to a specific denomination I don't think that people really should define denominations as their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed a lot of people, you know, they really start to be closed off when they're like, Oh, I go to like a Catholic church. Oh, pff, there's no way you can get to heaven. Or I go to a Lutheran church. Oh, pff, or I go to a Baptist church. Oh, you're like them Southern Baptist people that, you know, are racist and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, say like all gays are going to hell. Right. And it's like, you know, so everyone just kind of groups themselves into all these different or like you're Jewish, you know, you don't you you don't believe in this thing or whatever. But they they start to kind of group these things and assuming and assumptions are huge in the church. Oh, um, yeah. You know, oh, so-and-so is going through a divorce. You know, oh, what happened? You know. And, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a big sinner, bro. He, no way. Divorce is a big sin. Yeah, and that's like the thing is people start to kind of it's churches, I think is a very it's a it's a special place where everyone gathers together, they dress up because it's you know, I think in the Bible it says something about like, you know, wearing something nice to church, looking presentable or whatever, being presenting yourself before God. And some people start to kind of if they don't understand like me myself, I didn't really understand it, so I just took it for what it was. Like, oh, we all got to put on this face. Everyone here is fake. And everyone just doesn't really care. You know, everyone's just here to kind of look like they're going to church, tell people they go to church, just to prove they go to church because somehow that's going to get them to heaven. And I noticed that that's not, you know, there's so many 
ways that people just get, including myself at one point, just get very confused with the idea of church, you know, the culture at church. I know it's the culture at church really, I think that's one of the things that people really draw to when they look for churches is who's the congregation rather than what's the teaching, you know? Um, I would probably not, go, if that was the case, I probably wouldn't be going to that Jewish church because there's, I mean, I think there's like six people there some some days and then there's like eight people and then 12. So it's a very small congregation. But I mean, look at these mega churches. Why do they go there? Um, just to be one in a million people basically hearing the same feel good message rather than, you know, being a part or learning something you know it's like going to class to get an easy a instead of action you don't learn anything you just get the easy a just to look good but you didn't actually learn anything whereas taking a hard class getting like a low grade but you actually learned a lot you would try you know it tried you i think that's one of the things that i'm looking for in a church is just something that's going to be difficult in a way of like just spiritual difficulty one that's i'm going to learn something I don't always feel good about myself after leaving because I realize, I mean, in a way you feel good because you're like, okay, you feel refreshed. Like, Oh, I didn't never saw that perspective before, or you feel convicted. And I think that's one of the things I've been feeling very convicted for the things I've done in the past. Um, so I'm struggling right now to forgive myself for some of those and be forgiven for them. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, you shouldn't just go for church to church for the people. Like there's the aspect of what am I learning? How am I growing? A lot of church though is the people. I mean, the church is the people who can help you grow, you know, and also with mega churches with your example of teaching, I think there's a responsibility of both the teacher and the student for your own learning and growth. Like, if, you're, if your teacher is just boring, they're going to stand up there and talk for an hour. You know, yeah, it's your job to pay attention, take notes, but it's also their responsibility to help you learn by making things interesting, you know, making sure people are paying attention. So 